Everybody and good evening. Welcome to episode 110 of the Motorcycle Men podcast. I am Ted, your host, wrong way, here in the V-Twin Cafe in the corner booth. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. Of course, thanks for listening. Uh, of course, thanks for listening to all episodes of the Motorcycle Men podcast. If you would like to help out the show, you can do so by going to our website at MotorcycleMen.us. And there on the homepage and on the episodes page, you can click on the donate or subscribe buttons if you'd like to help us out. Thank you very much. We certainly would appreciate all your help. Uh, another way you can help us out uh, is send us some feedback. Uh, go over to iTunes and give us a rating, good, bad, or indifferent. We accept all feedback. Any kind of feedback is good feedback. We look at it. Uh, send us uh, an email over at motormenpc at gmail.com, or you can go directly to the contact page on the website, and you can uh, send us a note there. And while you're there, uh, get on our mailing list, and we'll send you notifications and updates and things that's going on. I read all of our email, and we comment on all of our emails if we get them and if we don't forget so but go by all means go over there and check that out and joining me today is someone from the industry which we have never had here on the motorcycle men podcast one of the things as you know we are cruiser guys however there is this other faction of motorcycles out there that we generally don't talk about too much because they scare us so to enlighten us on the world of electric motorcycles, Mr. Richard Hatfield from Lightning Motorcycles. Richard, welcome to the Motorcycle Men podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you could be here. So you are out in California right now, which is where Lightning Motorcycles is based, correct? That's correct, yes. Yeah. San Carlos, California. Wow, wonderful. Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and your, your motorcycle self, and briefly a little bit about uh, Lightning Motorcycles. Sure. So, you know, I've been a, a lifelong writer, started writing in, uh, uh, at, at 12 years old, grew up in the Midwest in Iowa where, uh, you know, you could, you could, uh, ride motorcycles on rural streets, uh, before you had a driver's license. So, yeah, uh, it's just been a, a, you know, a passion of mine for, uh, for most of my life. All right. Now, what, what are you, well, I was going to ask you what you're riding now, but go right ahead. I can, I can only imagine what that could be. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So when I ride, ninety nine percent of the time it's a lightning. No. There you go. Perfect. Like you know, like that's almost a borderline dumbass question to ask you that. Um, but uh, tell us about uh, lightning motorcycles. So we um, we started lightning motorcycles now almost twelve years ago. We built the first lithium battery sport bikes in, in, in the world. Uh, we've been uh, making that statement for 12 years, and no one's corrected us yet, and uh, and produced a bike that was earlier. So it's a it's a very high performance motorcycle, and it happens to be electric. So we've set uh, we we currently hold uh, all the land speed records uh, for production motorcycles. Wow. So fastest speed uh, through Bonneville timing lights was 218.630. Wow, 218. That's an electric. Yeah. That's an electric bike. That's an electric bike, yeah. That's awesome. That has I can only imagine what a gas-powered motorcycle certainly is not going to reach that level, right out right out of the board, right? 
But uh, yeah, so most of the you know the the BMW RRs and you know Ducatis and most of the production bikes uh, will top out uh, with some tuning in the 190s, and uh, very few of them have made it over 200, and that's been with some modifications within the rules. And the the bikes that we take out uh, are are virtually identical to the bikes that we sell to our, our street customers except for the gearing and uh, we have a, a a Bonneville fairing that we put on. Oh, okay. Now, do, well, we'll get into this a little bit later, but briefly, are your bikes when you sell it when you sell them to the general public, are they governed so they don't go 218 miles an hour? No, they're they're typically geared for, you know, 170, 180. Um, the, it, wow. it gives a, a good <laughs> A good mix of uh, of acceleration and, and speed. I would think so. <laughs> so, what makes Lightning Motorcycles a little different from the other electric motorcycle companies that are out there? So, you know, we've been developing them longer, and our our focus has been really to prove what's possible. So, we we think that we've taken the development uh, farther than anyone else has. I mean, we're the only bike that uh, that's even close to this level of performance. We've got more range, we have more speed, we have more power, and you can take our bikes out on a track uh, and and run them all day long. You know, run run them on the track till the battery's down, fast charge it, go out again, and do that uh, without them ever getting hot. Wow! Now, when you say longer range, what what kind of range are we talking here? So right right now the sport bike is uh, 150 to 160 mile range on the freeway. No that yeah. is fantastic. I nobody I don't think anybody else can make that claim. No, no, not not that we're aware of. No, no kidding. Now when you say fast charge, again, this is something we'll get in a little bit later. What do you mean fast charge? That's 35 minutes from no uh, empty to full. No kidding. Yeah. Let's see for for a gas bike, considering you're stopping. Going to take a pee, getting something to drink. You're almost burning up 35 minutes there. So yeah, not, like, not, not quite. I no. mean, if you stretch and check a couple, uh, check a couple emails, you may be there. But, yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> so you've been working on this electric technology, electric technology for now about eight years, I believe. Actually, years. 12, 12, 12, years. 12 years now. Yeah. Now, how is 12. the technology developing, and what advancements have you seen in those 12 years? So the, the batteries now are close to 3x the energy of when we began. Okay. So, you know, that's a big deal. And, and you know, when we started, um, you know, the first bike we built uh, was about 65 horsepower and 70 foot-pounds and would go 75 or 80 miles. Um, and so, you know, we can go e- easily twice that far and we can make, um, you know, close to four times the power. Wow. And that's and, and, and so in the beginning you said you had sixty five horsepower, correct? Yeah. But what? How much? I uh, know what's the horsepower now. So on the uh, on the top bikes that we're delivering, it's a little over two forty at the rear wheel. Wow! How do you keep the, how do you keep the front end on the ground? You you don't twist the throttle all the way. <laughs> all right. Um, and now, now, so in, in that case, now when we're talking about the technology of batteries, because it's obviously that's that seems to be an, an issue uh, for for a lot of people as far as it goes for how you're going to charging and how long it's going to take. And the question that I have, and and this may seem like a convoluted question, but what's more important, the management of that energy or uh, the 
battery technology, or is it is it, or is it all in the same basket? Yeah, it's it's you know it's whatever the bottleneck is at at that time, and what it's been up to now is just how much energy you could store and you know in, in enough battery that that would fit on a bike, and that um, you know they they talk about the Moore's law in computing where the you know the uh, computing power doubles every five or six years, and you know we've been seeing some that type of a curve with uh, with lithium batteries. And uh, actually, uh, last night I just got back from the battery show in Detroit, Michigan, which is the the big industry show in the U.S. And uh, one of my uh, friends introduced me to a new company that has batteries that are uh, like an, an order of magnitude more energy than anything that's out. So it's uh, it's exciting time to be involved in this stuff. Now, but as far as it goes for the battery technology itself, that that's the that seems to be the key. That seems to be the, the that's like the holy grail of the whole operation. If the battery technology is where it needs to be, then the rest of the system is going to function brilliantly. Am I correct? Yeah. On that? So, so yeah, how much power you can make with an electric motor is, uh, you know, per weight, electric motors can make more power than than gas motors currently. And we've got a, a a motor that's less than forty four pounds that will make uh, over two hundred and eighty horsepower. So you know the the where this stuff is going is is really really um, um, you know it's nothing I ever anticipated when we started this twelve years ago, but uh, it's it's been the batteries that have held everything back and you know they're getting better and better. Right now, do the the motors themselves does it matter with the, the battery technology? Is the motor the same or is it a new motor each generation you're going? So. Yeah, the batteries really, or the motors really don't care where the electrons come from. Okay. So, but uh, the motors are on a, a pretty steep development curve as well, as far as uh, you know how power dense and how much they can be, they can be cooled, how hard they can be ran. Uh, how much power? How, how much power do these batteries generate uh, on any uh, on your particular bike? Uh, for example, I have one on your on the screen here that I'm looking at now. It's the, if I'm not mistaken, it's the uh, the LS218. Now, yeah. how, how much? Power does that one battery? And I guess it's in. I guess it's in kilowatts. Yeah, so it's a it's a battery pack, and uh, the peak that we're seeing out of the battery pack is uh, just under seven hundred amps at just under four hundred volts. Wow! So for the people that you know aren't really um, you know that they don't deal with battery stuff or or electrical stuff on a daily basis that. What kind of put it into my perspective is the building that we build the motorcycles in, that the bike will put out roughly five times the power that the building has in its main junction. No kidding. Yeah. So yeah. at let's see if I now I'm just trying to I'm just trying to transfer this over to watts, and I believe that's you know in standard house power, it's, it's about forty four k. Is that right? Does that sound right? No, no. So we're we're one hundred eighty three thousand watts into the motor. No kidding. Yeah. Wow, so I yeah. can, now I have a I have a remote cabin in upstate New York. So theoretically, this could power my whole house. <laughs> um, no, it, yeah, no, it it could power uh, several of the the buildings that we have here. That uh, okay. you know, not for a long time, but it oh, but of course. peak power. It's yeah. So well, speaking in the term of amp hours, can you use that terminology with this? You can, yeah. You can. So, how many amp hours are we talking with one system? So the 
Your battery pack right now are around 70 amp hours um, at around 400 volts. Wow. That's that's impressive. That's really impressive. You know, because I have a solar array on my remote cabin, and uh, the batteries that I have are 220 amp hour. So they're... And they're significantly heavier. They're 150 pounds each. With regard to these batteries, how much do these this battery setup weigh on one of these bikes? So between 180 and 210 pounds for the battery pack. Okay. So it's the it's the the main component on the bike. Wow! And as is that something that so that never has to be. There's no maintenance really with those, are there? Yeah, virtually no maintenance. Oh, no. That's excellent. That's 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 like a key thing. That because that's the, I think that's a major misconception that a lot of people who don't know think that there's going to be a lot of maintenance involved with uh, an electric motorcycles with regard to the batteries. Yeah, no, it's uh, they're actually a lot more robust and, and a lot better life than the battery in your cell phone or in your computer. Nice. So the the typical transportation battery. Um, that we're running with uh, the main one we have in the LS218. It's a 2,000 to 2,500 full cycles. If you go 100% really? full to 100% empty, yeah. So if that's 150 miles, you know that's 300 plus thousand miles before you ever have to worry about the battery. And they're sealed, so there's no outgassing. There's nice. you know you don't okay. have water, wet acid batteries there. Now, with re- with regard to the depletion, I know that with some batteries you're only allowed to go a certain percentage. Of the available battery power, is that is there a limitation on these batteries as well? Not, not really on on lithium. So when they um, w- when they rate them, they rate them on hundred percent full cycles. Okay. And then, so a- after the two thousand cycles, you have eighty percent of your original range. So if you start with one hundred and fifty miles, after two thousand cycles or almost three hundred thousand miles, you're down to one hundred and twenty mile range. Three hundred thousand miles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is unbelievably impressive. You know, I, I honestly, uh, once when the electric motorcycle scene started to ramp up and we started hearing about this, uh, the, the the usual complaints were, oh, "It's going to take too long to charge. You can't go so far." It's similar to what the electric cars are, minus not 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 lumping Tesla into that group, but it's getting this range and how charging time. But everything you're telling me here totally negates all of those thoughts. Well, you know, it's, it's a lot like the Tesla, right? I mean, uh, some of the top battery packs in the Tesla are good for close to 300 miles range. You can charge them in 30 to 40 minutes. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the technology is changing and evolving. Wow. And, and uh, right, that, that, I'm totally impressed with that. Now, now, there's obvious benefits to electric motorcycles versus your gas-powered motorcycles. And at this point in time, what are some of the challenges that electric motorcycles are, uh, um, and also motorcycle electric motorcycle companies are facing? You know, I, I think one of the the main challenges that that we faced is, um, you know, it was getting people on bikes so they experience them and they, you know, they get a sense of what they're all about. Uh, you know, there are so many misconceptions out there, uh, you know, uh, about bikes. When when we started and did our first bike, um, you know, nobody believed that, uh, you know, an electric motorcycle would ever uh, even begin to compare with a gas bike. So, um, you know, it's been a it's been a long uphill battle, um, you know, raising capital for motorcycle companies in the U.S. is is not an easy thing. People think of motorcycles as 
you know, as, um, you know, uh, luxury playthings, not as Recrea- serious. Recreational vehicle. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> but of course, knowing that thousands, almost almost millions of people use them as daily transportation, like I do. Uh, now, we, have, we since you have tackled that thing with the battery range and the life and the usage uh, and the charging time, are there any other things, that, as far as it goes, like the motor, for example, is the, is the motor rated for the same lifespan or further than the batteries? Yeah, it's actually further. So um, a, a, an earlier version of the motor that, that we use in our bikes uh, was tested by General Motors for use okay. in the oh. in, for use in, in a Chevy Bolt-type car. Oh, no kidding. And they, wow. they rated it as a 900,000-mile lifespan oh. in, in a five-passenger car. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find any V-twin that can do that. Probably Yeah, not. I yeah. mean, yeah, maybe a, maybe an opposed twin. But, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> now, one of the other th- issues I wanted to bring up, because this is, I have direct experience with uh, weather, versus batteries and what can happen to them now here in the northeast where we're we're based here in new jersey uh and 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 possibly in other parts of the world that are similar climate we get this thing called winter that happens and i I don't know that you have that in california um we we do it gets down to like 60 degrees so yeah yeah. well when i say winter i mean like it can get below zero here and there are other places so how does this affect the performance of the batteries and the system as a whole, does, does, a, does the cold have an adverse effect on the battery system? It, it does have an adverse effect on, on lithium batteries, but not as much as lead acid. So you, you can lose, um, if you don't have any kind of temperature management in the battery, you can lose 20%, 25% of the range. So if you're at, uh, you know, 150 miles now, you're down to, uh, you know, 105 or 10 miles. Oh, I see. But, you know, a, a way to deal with that is if, you know, if the battery has temperature management and is brought up to temperature before you ride, um, then you lose a lot less than that. So, uh, you know, a Tesla has temperature management. It loses a lot less uh, mm-hmm. rain and cold weather than a Nissan Leaf uh, Gen 1 or 2 that didn't have that. Okay. So, like, if you have your lightning electric motorcycle in your garage and you're, you've got it plugged in, the battery's all charged up, when you head out into that twenty degree weather, you're you're going to be good for that, possibly up to one hundred fifty miles in those temperatures. Yeah, you'll probably still lose you know some range because you know the battery's going to cool off as you're riding it. But uh, you know, uh, one hundred and eighty pounds of batteries is not going to cool off that fast. Okay. Now, now you don't. The Lightning motorcycles are not equipped with a uh, regenerative braking system, are there? They are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, so now, in that case, uh, you that helps obviously helps with the with keeping the batteries charged. Like, say somebody commutes their sixty miles to work, do they have to be concerned that they won't be able to do that sixty mile commute backwards because they have that regenerative charging? Does that help? In any time you're rolling off on the throttle, yeah. and, and so we can set the regenerative braking of what you know how much it is. So okay, I I I. Ch- tend to set mine very high so when i'm riding on the street it's kind of just one control you know you twist the, thro- the throttle to go and roll off the throttle and it's, you know it's like a big v twin i mean it slows down when you sure, roll off sure 
puts all that energy back in the battery. Oh, there you go. Okay. You really only need the brake to hold yourself on a hill when you're stopped. When you were on, you were on the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast uh, a few weeks back, and the discussion came up of battery swapping type program. Now, is this a is this a solution that you can see, or something that might come into play? Yeah, I I, I think that um, there's a lot of a lot of reason that that should occur. You know, on on electric vehicles in general, on motorcycles. Um, we've done everything we can to try to get the weight down to a weight similar to, uh, you know, a 1,000cc gas sport bike. Okay. So if, if we made the battery swappable, it, it would add some weight. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, uh, if it was a bike like a cruiser, that would be, you know, less of an issue. But we're using, you know, titanium fasteners and carbon fiber bodywork. And, okay. you know, we're doing everything we can to squeeze, you know, ounces and grams out of the bike. So, you know, adding... You know, 10 pounds or 15 pounds back in is, you know, it's not the direction we want to go. But, um, yeah, if you could swap batteries, if, you know, if gas stations had a big rack of batteries that were being charged, um, you know, and you could just roll in, swap them out and be, you know, out in a couple of minutes, yeah. it, it'd be really good. But with your motorcycles, with the lightning motorcycles, the battery technology is getting to such a point where that probably won't be necessary. Yeah, and again, I just got back from the battery show, and uh, some of the developments that are now being independently confirmed in multiple labs. Um, I mean, we're going to see uh, we're going to see huge increases in, in range no uh, when these batteries come to market. Yeah, is it really so? Would it be possible to see 250 miles range on a, on a bike? Very easily. Yeah, that, really? that can, cruiser we could do that now. Oh, that's fantastic! Oh wow! See now th- this makes the possibility even, you know, to own one of these things. Because there's a large segment of the motorcycle community, as as you know, uh, with with all electric motorcycle companies, the design and generally the style doesn't always fit the the type of riders that are out there. And, and, that, and I'm referring to cruiser type, your touring guys, and maybe to a lesser extent the ATV guys, and maybe some dirt guys. Is there is there any movement in the motorcycle, electric motorcycle industry to move towards... Uh, the cruiser style electric motorcycle. You know, I, I think there's a lot of interest in, in that. Um, again, you could package a lot more battery and a lot more range on a cruiser type bike. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly a, a lot of the people that uh, you know that's that's o- over half the market in in the U.S. Right, are cruiser type bikes. So, right. you know, we um, you know th- that that market will be addressed. Is that something that we can see lightning motorcycles perhaps getting into? Yeah, um, you know, one step at a time, but we're definitely interested in that. That's good. Price-wise, price comparison, does the initial cost outweigh the ownership of a standard gas motorcycle? You know, it depends on what you're, you know, what you're comparing it against, right, and how, how much you ride. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we've got a bike that uh, will be starting to deliver next year. That's in the seventeen, eighteen thousand dollar price range. Oh wow! That's a, nice. So yeah, it's a it's a little over a uh, hundred horsepower, and you know a bike like that that doesn't need oil changes, doesn't need you know tune ups. That's uh, you know virtually you know very very limited maintenance, mm-hmm. change types, you know brakes. Um, you know with, with the same type of of long life. Yeah, I, I think there's a clear argument that it could be less expensive over the life of the bike. The, the thought, the general thought process is that 
it would be more expensive to own one of these. Initially, right now, it is. It's a little bit right now. But with you, what you're just telling me now, it seems to be very cost-effective to own something like this. So now currently, motors, uh, Lightning Motorcycles, you're, you're not available in dealerships right now. We're not, but we're, we're in conversations with uh, dealerships uh, okay. about um, you know, carrying our bikes, and we're, we're, uh, we're, we're anticipating early next year we'll be building that dealer network out. Is there a specific dealership that you're going with? Or is it going to be an independent kind of a thing? Yeah, so it, it you know it'll be uh, dealer by dealer. Oh, okay. So what what we found is uh, in talking to other electric motorcycle companies, what really makes the difference in how successful those dealerships are is you know if they're enthusiastic about the electric bike or or not. You know, people work with with dealers and they have their favorite dealers because the you know the the dealer is uh, experienced and knowledgeable and. And, you know, purchasing a motorcycle is not like purchasing a car, right? You, do, you don't go down to the dealer and try to get out of there as soon as you can. It's, it's a matter of, you know, looking and talking and, and really carefully choosing what your next bike's going to be. Right. You're going to be at the AIM Expo, yes? Uh, we're not sure. Okay. We're not sure. What about the International Motorcycle Show and that goes around the country? Yeah, we, we haven't decided yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so how can people learn more about Lightning Motorcycles? Lightningmotorcycle.com. You know, go to our website. Uh, there's a media site that has a, a lot of uh, images of the bikes. There's a, a lot of test ride videos. Gizmag had a good test ride. Jay Leno did a good test ride. And, yes, I saw uh, that. So I, th- I think it's, uh, you know, they, they've both done a, a really great job of uh, uh, presenting our bikes and, I think it's a good place to uh, to begin. Well, one last question before we go: Is there any sort of like competition, sort of like outdoing the other motor, uh, electric motorcycle companies? You guys closely watch what each other is doing. You know, at, at this point, there's some kind of dirt bike, smaller bike motorcycle companies. There really isn't anyone making a real electric superbike. You know, like ours. Mm-hmm. There's there's no one else who's even. Um, Close to the performance or range of, of what we have at this point. Right. So, um, yeah, we definitely keep an eye on, on what <laughs> is going on, right? Yeah. Only paranoid survive. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, so far there's there's nothing out there quite like our bike. How did the uh, the Harley-Davidson Livewire and the uh, Victory had there? What was their Victory's called? Was it the Impulse, I think it was called? Yeah, the Impulse, yeah. yeah. In your opinion, were there... Uh, electric motorcycles, any comparison to what you guys are making? So the the Impulse was around 50 horsepower, 60 horsepower, something like that. Wow. Which it. is, you know, so you see, yeah, it's not, not a bad bike. Right. Uh, the um, Livewire was around 70 horsepower. Okay. So, um, you know, these are kind of, you know, uh, 500cc, 750cc, right. you know, kind of at, at most, you know, like a 650 or something. So, okay. you know, it, it's good bikes, fun to ride. But um, we really went the other way. When we started this, everyone thought it was impossible to build a, you know, an electric bike that, you know, for instance, could win Pikes Peak like we did in, in, against the, the gas bikes. So right. our goal was, well, let's find out how far we can push the technology. Let's try to, uh, uh, you know, show people what's possible. And then we could bring that technology down to more of the middle of the bell curve where more people will... You know, we'll, we'll want that kind of bike. Nice. Uh, I love man. How about that? Yeah, that's 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 definitely something we want to do. I, I I think you guys would do very well there. Yeah, it's uh, you know that's that's a 
a big uh, a big thing to take on shipping bikes over there and getting prepared and getting the right riders but we're we're in conversation uh, yeah. when we were at at uh, Bonneville uh Mr. Honda uh was there and came up and he's won it the last few years and uh we we told him that uh we we thought that he needed to have some competition <laughs> Great. Speaking of competition, you guys have a, uh, a racing team? We've had a racing team, yeah. Okay. Um, right now, there isn't really a, a racing series that, um, you know, that, that's at a, a kind of a high level. Right. Uh, but, but uh, you know, MotoGP, the parent company Dorna, has been testing bikes for uh, a series starting 2019, 2020, kind of a single-make electric series that will run with the GP bikes. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's exciting stuff. All right. Uh, any final last words before we uh, we cut the plug here? No. Uh, just uh, you know, anybody who uh, uh, you, you know who has any interest in this, you know, throw a leg over one of them and give it a try. It's uh, you know, you've really got to experience it. It's, test rides. Uh, we have test rides available. Yep, we have test rides. Yes. No kidding. And yeah. oh well, we're going to have to certainly look into that. Excellent. Well, Richard, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the Motorcycle Men podcast. I wish you a tremendous amount of luck, and I also hope that uh, to see you guys at some of these MotoGP races, and good luck again in the future. Great. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode 110 with Richard Hatfield of Lightning Motorcycles. Please go to lightningmotorcycle.com and check out what they got and learn more about their motorcycles. It's really some amazing stuff, some really fantastic technology. And uh, this is something that probably the motorcycle men can get on board with. This is pretty cool. So check that out. Don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters whose links you will find on our um, podcasts and links page. Uh, All of these podcasts and many more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport and our passion. So please patronize them. Guys like uh, Loud Pipes and, of course, the Throttled Podcast. I was just on the Throttled Podcast a couple days ago helping them with their 100th episode. And congratulations, guys, for joining the 100 Club. All right. Uh, Also, look at our sponsors, Love Jugs and, of course, uh, Zero 3D. They've been very kind to us in helping us out. they got some great stuff. You want to really look at that stuff. I want to help you out there. Um, And, of course, you clear digital. But last but not least, get yourself some leather with our friends over at Surefire Designs. Get some custom lids for your baggers. And, uh, of course, get a hold of Dave Ackerman over at Tobacco Motorwear and get yourself some Kevlar line jeans. And then you can buy three Kevlar-lined California riding shirts and send them to the motorcycle men because we really like them a lot. Uh, Join us next week when my brothers and co-hosts will be joining me in the V-Twin Cafe for some brotherly banter and some long-distance fun. And you'll have to tune in to find out about that. From Tim Buck 2, Chris the Joker, and me, Ted, wrong way, your host, Thanks for listening to the Motorcycle Men podcast, where we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Ride safer, kids.